calling coach Kami Etheridge, the head coach of the Cougar women's basketball team and winning as coach in Wasu history against the Huskies. Welcome back to another episode of Let Me Tell You. Today we have an amazing guest. We have WSU's women's basketball coach, Cami Etheridge. Thank you for coming on, coach. Thank you, Walker. Appreciate being here. Why don't you give us a 30-second elevator pitch about yourself? 30 seconds. Well, I've been around a long time, grew up in Texas, went to school at the University of Texas, and since then have been just on a journey of either playing basketball early in my career to coaching. Started in outside of Chicago, went to Vanderbilt in Nashville, went to uh, Manhattan, Kansas for 18 years, went to Northern Colorado for my first head coaching job, and now have made it to, you know, the Pacific Northwest and, and here in Pullman and Washington State. So uh, it has been an amazing journey, but it's, it's awesome that basketball has taken me so many places. Basketball practice has just started up. So is it kind of back to normal? Are we still doing kind of COVID protocols? What's basketball practice like? Yeah, well, it's, it's unusual. I think the, the season was so long and we had our players on campus all the way back, you know, this time last year, and then they never left with, because of COVID. So this summer, we really have a, a little bit, you know, normally we have everybody back on campus. We're fortunate right now, Bella Marekatete just left to go to Rwanda to play for her national team. There's an Afro basketball tournament that she needs to help them qualify for. So first time in like four years, she's been able to go back home and, and play for her country and, you know, at the end of it, see her family. So we're excited for her. She'll be there the next month. But in, in her leaving, she's not here to practice with us. But again, we got really quality work from her, you know, three weeks prior to her going and, and so excited about her journey this summer. The two Ledger Walkers, they have an opportunity to be on the New Zealand national team. That'll be announced if they made the team or not shortly. Pardon the interruption, but as of June 30th, the Ledger Walker sisters are both a part of the extended squad slash roster for the Tall Ferns, the New Zealand basketball team. So congratulations to the Ledger Walker sisters. There is a chance if they're in that tournament because of quarantine still going on over there and some of the difficulties, you know, with their country that they they may not be back. You know, it may be it may be late September or early October for, before they're back. But to us, you know, having having players play for national teams are something that we want them to do. We want them relevant in their national team programs. So we're excited about that. We think if they're doing well for their national teams, then they're going to come back and be even better players when they come back to us. So chances are we're not going to have them this summer, but they're still working at a really high level. And then Ula Matuga is having to stay home a little bit. She's got some family, you know, where she's going to have to take care of her mom a little bit. So, and again, I'm, I'm excited about that because they haven't been home and family hasn't been able to come see them. So a little bit more extended time at home. I think will be good for everybody. Uh, we have uh, six on campus now, and then Emma Nankervis and, and Johanna Tadair will be here in the next week or so. We'll get up to eight or nine to uh, do that the rest of the summer. So as, I don't know if you saw this, but a few days ago in the College Baseball World Championship Series, NC State had to withdraw from the championship game due to one of their, a couple of their players tested positive. Have you guys has your team, has the school discussed anything about requiring vaccines? Are you guys recommending it? You know, I think our athletic department and university for that part has done a great job educating our players and, and parents. They've offered doctors to come on on Zooms and allowed them to speak about the vaccine. I know we aren't required 
to take the vaccination for the most part, all of our players have, with the exception of maybe one or two, only got the first dose and, and you know, to be determined if they get right. the second dose. But, you know, it's not something that we can really dictate, but I'm excited about the fact that, and I think most of our players and, 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 and staff for sure that, you know, we just don't want to have to go through the testing weekly and, and the constant fear of being left home or getting sick or any of that. So um, right. for the most part, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just one of those that I, I'm kind of a believer in science and I, I think it's going to work out good if, if everybody gets vaccinated. So we're happy. We're, we got everybody there and, and it's the nicest thing ever. We don't have to wear a mask in our workplace I and we imagine. don't have to wear a mask on the court. So the team's pretty happy about that. Yeah, that must be a weight off their back. Yeah, indeed. On Monday, the NCAA Division One Council voted to support a new policy that will allow college athletes to profit off of their name. It was likeness is just following up after the Supreme Court voted unanimously as well in this situation. Have you talked with your players about the situation? Have Does the school say anything? What is... Well, you know, I don't know if it really matters how I personally feel. You know, I'm kind of old school in some things, but uh, it's coming. And it's happening. And, and if it's doing that, then, you know, I, I just want to be a part of, you know, the athletic department that's uh, for the athlete and student athlete and allowing them to be educated and give themselves a chance to uh, have every opportunity to take care of themselves and to and to create a brand for themselves that they can not only make some money now, but also, you know, set themselves up well for their professional lives and protect them a little bit, too hopefully educate them to know maybe their value is more than, you know, a free meal at, at a restaurant, you know, maybe they can do better than that and try to teach them, you know, where they can go with this to, uh, and I think Pullman and, and the uniqueness of a college town, I think there's some real benefits and, and maybe some opportunities for, you know, not just men's and men's basketball and football athletes getting, you know, this opportunity. I really do think we have some opportunities for the women athletes on campus. So, um, you know, we're going to we're going to support them and do everything we can to to give them a chance. Right. I do agree with you fully that it's not just men's sports. I think there are I've done some research on this and it seems a lot of the people that they expect to de- generate revenue off of this to actually tend more to be the women's athletes. People just assume it's football. But I mean, there are tons of platforms and just other athletes that can make money off of this as well. So just food for thought, I guess. It is. It is. And I um, I don't know how all that works, but uh, evidently if people like you on social media, you're worth something. So uh, <laughs> yeah. well, I think we've got some athletes that, that can can make that happen. It's a new world to say the least. So <laughs> I want to talk about something you mentioned in the press conference just a while ago at the end of the season following the game to USF. So you said that you were trying to build up the talent around Charlie's Ledger Walker. I just wanted to see how that process was going. Well, first off, I mean, I think it's a commitment to the players in our program. And I think the one thing that over the course of my career and everywhere I've been, I mean, we've been very successful in in developing talent and really getting players from this level to the next level. But recruiting is still a life lifeblood. I mean, life lifeline, you've got to go out and get talent that has a little bit higher ceiling. You know, we're playing against Oregon's of the world and Stanford's of the world that are just signing five-star athletes that are high, you know, highly skilled too and and uh, long and and obviously just a really special athlete. So, you know, you got to get that kind of talent. I think we've got we've been real fortunate. You know, Bella is a is a real high level athlete and has the potential and the ceiling to get really good. 
she just started out, you know, not as good, you know, and those sometimes we have to get those players. We have to get those players that maybe the power fives don't, don't think are is good enough for them right now. But when they get in our program in two and three years down the road, all of a sudden they're, they're one of the best players in the league. So we're doing that. I think with our current athletes, I think people are going to be really excited to see Tara Wallach, a player out of Canada, man. She's, she's just the kind of athlete we're talking about. Six, one long athletic, but skilled, highly skilled, been in a great program in her high school. So, you know, she's a special player. And I think, you know, those are the kind of players you don't have to sign. We're not going to be Oregon or Stanford or some of these player guys that are, you know, if they sign five, all five of them are all American. We're probably never going to be that guy, which I'm not sure we want to be, but we want to be, we want to sign a, a really top level talent, you know, one or two every year and then build around it with the core chemistry that we already have in our program and feel good about it. I feel great. I think when we bring in a point guard at mid semester, she's going to be a player that that is of that level as well. I think we've upgraded our talent around Charlize. I think the players in our program are getting better with their work ethic. You know, we're excited about the future of our program and, and the, the level of commitment that's in our program right now. But you actually signed a transfer from Arizona State, Keeley Burton Oliver. Could you tell us a little bit about that? And what's it like to take sign someone from Interpac 12? Because you don't generally see transfers occurring. Keeley's a, a, probably one of the top rated recruits in the country that we've ever gotten into our program. You know, Charlize wasn't rated as high as Keeley was or some of these other ones. She chose, we didn't get her the first time around. She chose Arizona State and, you know, for a medical reason that again, just something happened with what they decided to do. Other other programs were allowing Keeley to play. Our doctors, we are allowing her to play. So that's given her an opportunity to get her, get a chance to play college basketball. Right. Uh, so we really haven't gotten her on the court yet. She's kind of still in flux a little bit, uh, situated and into summer school and solid from the transfer, but six, one kind of that, that again, you know, we didn't shoot the ball well enough from three point and Keely is a player that can really shoot the ball, even though she's six, one and kind of is a bigger body. She can really shoot the ball. That's really what we want to surround our team with. We've got to put four players on the floor that shoot the three well. And I, I think Keely is right in that line. I think Ula is going to improve her three-point shooting this year. Tara, which I've already talked about, is a super three-point shooter. So I'm excited about the fact that I think we're going to, we're going to, we're going to put players that can make the three. Even though, you know, I don't know if you know this, but our, our lines move back to the guys' line. So we're our line, our three-point line. So we have to shoot it better than we did last year, but it also means it's a further distance from than what we had last year. But again, I think we have multiple people that can can do that and excited about the people walking into our program. A lot of your players are mainly from international locations. Why did your team or your, your coaching staff kind of put an emphasis on international recruiting as opposed to well, you know, when we started this, we walked into a program that had seven players in it, and I think three of them were from Hawaii, and uh, the rest were from places that we've never recruited. We've never recruited Serbia or Portugal or France, or Bulgaria. Those were places that, that are really a, a little bit foreign to us. Estonia is a little bit foreign to us, but again, we got, we got Yo, uh, Johanna from a junior college, so we would have never found her because we just don't recruit Estonia, but we got her from a junior college, which to us is 
just a roundabout way. It wouldn't have mattered. She could have been from any state in the, co- in the country. It was just cool that she chose us from the junior college. Same with Bella. She's from Rwanda. She would have never qualified if she'd stayed in Rwanda academically. But fortunately for her, when she started high school, she made, she transferred over here and kind of got with the family and up for school. And, and now she has the opportunity to, she's been here for five, she was five years or four years in high school in the States. So again, we wouldn't have traveled to Rwanda to recruit her, but we're fortunate that she was a local, you know, from about an hour and a half or two hours away. And we got her when, in our first year here. And then there's the Australia, New Zealand and Canada which I think is more in our wheelhouse. We know those people. And it's hard to think of them too much as foreign because they speak English. It's a a much easier transition for some of these athletes to come over. Australia produces great, great players. New Zealand, we've got a great reputation in New Zealand. So we're going to milk that and try to get us the, the very best out of that country every year. And Canada, obviously, we've been very fortunate because these two players that we have are just right over us. They're, they're on this side of the country. Canadians that come are a lot of times from Toronto and the east side, but we're fortunate that we've, we've got these kids from above us and that are close to us. And we're, again, these are some of the best players in their countries. And if we can do that right, if we can get some of the best players in other countries, I think as we continue to win too, we're, we're starting to see, you know, we're getting much more reception from the players in our state and the players in our region. And quite frankly, those first couple of years, we didn't, we didn't hear a lot from the best players. They didn't want to come visit. I think Washington State kind of had a stigma. We weren't winning. They didn't want to be a part of this program. And all of a sudden, we've got a lot of unofficial visits with some young players that are very, very interested in becoming a Coug. And, and certainly, you know, they like the direction of our program. We're excited about, you know, we'll continue to dabble internationally and and try to get lucky with some great players but we also obviously want to sign some local players out of the state of Washington this this region in particular and if we do that if we get the best ones out of Washington we're gonna we're gonna compete well because we've got great talent in this state. Last season was fantastic NCAA tournament ranked for the first time but the end result ultimately bowing out in the first round is not ideal if there was one takeaway from that loss what would it be and in preparation for the next season? Well honestly I mean if Fans can all, can look at things and just be disappointed, I think, a lot of times. But we've looked at everything. We've, we've gone back and we've, we've examined everything. And, and a lot of times, you know, we'll look at, is our offense good? Are we getting quality shots? And, and some of it is just what I talked about earlier. I think we need to be in better shape. I think we need to, our kids, we've made a commitment to commit uh, to fitness and strength training. And I mean, competitive excellence in, in conditioning. And we've made a commitment to shooting the ball better. And our current players have to shoot the ball better because I do think we're getting really, really good looks. Charlie Scott draws attention and we've got to be able to kick it to people who are wide open and they got to be able to knock down shots. So Bella in that last game, she didn't finish as well as she needs to. She's a great presence. She's a young post player. If we can get her to another level in in finishing around the basket. So I know I'm speaking a lot on offense. We just need to be, we need to take a step up on the offensive end. And if there's a few areas of that, it's three-point shooting, it's our transition, and it's our, you know, our, our finishing in the inside with, with our post players. But again, people need to be excited about it. I think we've got the, the, the players in place. I think we have good athletes. I think we have players that they're not all the same. We've got some three-point shooters. We've got some quickness. We've got some people that can slash. We've got some 
bigger bodies that can score in the paint. We've got, and then we've got to have those people that can just knock down shots when they come to them. We're only getting better. Unfortunately, the league might be getting better too, and it might be a challenge for us to keep up, but we're excited about where we are, and we're just thrilled about the reception that we have in the recruiting world of people who are showing interest in becoming a coop because that means you're doing something right if, if you if you have some great players wanting to come visit you and, and get to know your program. So we got to get people in the stands. We got to get the students in the stands. And we got to get this thing rocking because even that will make a big impression on recruits and, and, and our success and making Beasley one of the hardest home court arenas in, in the league. So I want to be back on your program and I want to do this a lot more. And we got to make a lot of interest across campus and across this uh, community. I would love that. I'm all for promoting women's sports. You guys are my favorite team. So I'm happy to do that, whatever you want. But thank you for coming on. I know you have another meeting. So have a good rest of your day. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. I love Walker, but he looked like he was 18 or 19. He looked like a young guy. Ben, you should have done this guy right. What, I get him a stripper? What do you want me to do here? I get him a prostitute? What do you 